uh, as we get into this. Hopefully, uh, every husband has his wife on the line. It'll be very uh, beneficial, and every wife has her husband on the line. Very beneficial this morning uh, for you to do that. Um, let's go through Genesis chapter 3. This is going to be some good old-fashioned teaching this morning. Kind of how we do it. Genesis chapter 3. If you have any problems hearing me, just say, Pastor, speak up. We're on a new device. Hopefully uh, it comes out a little clearer on the recording. That's, that's what we're shooting for. But um, let's go to Genesis. And if you're at home, you know, you're not driving, we do ask uh, or recommend that you get a Bible, get a pencil and paper, um, write these things down. We also put these up on our podcast so you can listen to them later. Here we go. Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. If you, if you just came on, uh, go ahead and mute your phone until you get ready to talk, because a lot of times we're picking our background noise. Okay, and we are recording this for later broadcast. Uh, Genesis chapter 3. It says, not a, the verse 1, not a serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. He said unto the woman, Yeah, God said that you should not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the servant said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God does know in the day that you eat thereof, then that your eyes shall be open, and you shall be as God's knowing good and evil. And the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant for the eyes, and the tree to be desired to make one wise. She took uh, the fruit and did eat, and gave it to her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sold fit. Leads together and made themselves aprons. Okay, now, this is the first time uh, Satan enters the, the scene. Uh, of course, Genesis chapter 3, Genesis chapter 1, God creates everything from scratch from the beginning. Um, he creates man, Genesis chapter 2. Um, and so, Genesis chapter 3, here's Satan. God has his sister working. But you'll notice he does not show up until <laughs> until there's two people. One person, he doesn't show up. He's not talking to Adam when he's by himself. Um, and that says a lot, and we're going to talk about that. Well, soon as marriage happens, soon as this union happens, soon as this triunion happens, because marriage is not just two, it is three becoming one. It's two becoming one on earth, but then it's the two becoming one in Christ. And so you got a better one. That's the blue edit word. And when the devil saw a replica of the tree, he just just left heaven. He just got kicked out of heaven. We don't know how long ago before this account in Genesis chapter 3, but he just got kicked out of heaven at some point. So he knows the secret of the Godhead, which is, you know, the three and one, the three and one, the three and one, the three and one, the three and one. Uh, the Father said it a long ago. He just left that. He comes to earth, and now he sees a model of what he just left in um, uh, Adam, Eve, and God in a perfect union 
in the garden. The dog said, oh, oh, man, uh-uh, uh-uh. I, 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 I went through this scenario, got kicked out, came down here to see what I could do, and now here we go again with this triunion. The Trinity on earth. A man, his wife, and God. A man, his wife, and God. And, and, and just to the side, the whole, you know, you got to understand, the whole reason for the world's push of the alternative man, and they are pushing it, they're cramming it, they do everything they can on every side, every movie, every commercial, comedians, talk shows, everything they can because he is trying to pervert and reverse the godly trinity on earth and make it his trinity, which is two men and Satan, two women and Satan. Make it a demonic trinity. But, but marriage is, a, is between a man and a woman, which is, the, okay, that's the only kind of marriage there is. The other stuff ain't even marriage. I'm just saying. So we have to keep defining same-sex marriage and heterosexual marriage. No, it's only one marriage. But let me tell you, marriage and the real marriage, as I said, is a great enemy to the devil. It's a great enemy to the devil. I don't want you to ever forget that. You can have two people that was going together. They're not an enemy to the devil. You got a boyfriend, you got a girlfriend, you're not an enemy to the devil. The devil ain't worried about you. He ain't talking about you. He's not thinking about you. All folks in that corner where I come from, he said, he, he, they ain't studying you. The devil ain't studying you because you got a boyfriend. Or because you're a man, you got a cute girlfriend. He's not studying you. Uh, you living together. <laughs> the devil ain't studying y'all because you're not, you're not the trinity on earth. You see what I'm saying? A woman girlfriend, you know, God ain't in the, y'all ain't one and, and God in the center. He's not even on the earth. Living with your man, living with your girlfriend, all that stuff. The, the devil not on earth. He don't care. There is no replica of heaven in that. But when a man and a woman come together and you see it in the wedding ceremony, look at it. Okay, go back to your wedding ceremony. I want you to look. At the end of the day, your dad walks you down the aisle. Your uncle, whoever walks you down the aisle in these days. You know, some dude walks you down the aisle. They say, who's getting what? Some person said, get what? He had the bridesmaid. He had the, um, uh, your bridesmaid. He had your, your, your groomsmen. He had all that. After all the ceremony, lighting the unity candles and the flower girl, all of that, at the end, uh, uh, when it got down to the nitty gritty, who was it sitting at the altar? Think about it. It was you, your spouse, and God's representative, the man of God. That is the Trinity. When a devil sees that on earth, he is on high alert. Soon as he see that happen, and I want to tell you that there is something that happens spiritually. I, I know that, you know, and I have to keep pressing this because um, we don't really think about this. You know, if, if it's not brought attention to us, we don't think about it, and then when we start having problems, we wonder why we have problems, this and that, and that and this. Okay. Once again, we're asking everybody who is a wife to get your husband on line. Everybody who's a husband, get your wife on line. This is a very important um, message this morning. Okay? So get, get them on the line uh, because this is going to help both of you guys. Both of you guys need to hear this. <laughs> All right. Let me talk, let me show you what happened when that preacher stood between you and your spouse. You go to Matthew eight, uh, was it sixteen and nineteen? 
This is so, 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 so important to understand what happened. Matthew 16 and 19, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom. He's talking about the men and women of God. He's called to the ministry. I will give you the keys of the kingdom. And whatsoever, we're given authority. Keys represent authority. Okay? So as a pastor, as a preacher, we've been given authority. It is conveyed as men recognize our authority in the earth. So when I preached my first sermon, I got a minister's license. I was recognized by my pastor and other ministers who were there. And then uh, I was ordained, which these credentials are recognized by the state that I live in. So I can do things that other people cannot do. You just sit up in the church, you're an usher, you cannot marry nobody. You go out there and start trying to marry people, that marriage is not even valid because you have not been given authority to do that. All right? Um, and so there's a whole way that is conveyed and stuff, and, um, but God recognizes, he puts in men on the earth to recognize because it has to be a part of the law and order and so forth, authority, all the authority is established by God. Of course, there are some that are legitimate, there are some that aren't legitimate. We're not talking about that. That's for another day, another time, probably for my MITs and ministers and training. But in any way you shape it, God gave men, his ministers, his representatives in the earth, keys to the kingdom, Whatsoever you bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Now, the only point I'm trying to make in this scenario is that earth affects heaven and heaven affects earth. Look at what it says. Whatsoever. So that man of God, when he stood there, he said, Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Earth reacted to that pastor saying, I now pronounce you man or woman. Immediately, when it happened on earth, heaven responded. Whatever is bound on earth is bound in heaven. Now, God is the only one in the heaven. The Bible says that the devil is the prince of the power of the earth. So he's in heaven too. He's just in the lower part of the heaven. Right, the way he operates. Okay? And so there's a first, second, third heaven, we're not going to get into that. I think I'll talk another time. But in any case, heaven is on alert when that man says, you, you know, you should kiss the bride and I pronounce you man and wife. All of a sudden, <laughs> the devil's killer is on high alert. Oh, my God, we got another one of these crazy things happening in the earth. What are we going to do? All of a sudden, you and your husband, you and your wife, get a big bulldog on your back. Because now you're the enemy of the devil. You're the enemy. Once again, let's go back to Genesis 3. The devil does not show up until there's a triune union on earth between man, woman, and God. Here he comes, because now y'all get ready to unleash some power that's unbelievable, and he knows his only hope is to defeat that union. If he can break the two, the man and the woman, or if he can, if he can come in between that, he can do his thing. Otherwise, if they are, if they are together, if they together on what they get ready to do, he can't stop them. He knew that. All right. So this is the reason why he comes. Now, the final of his message today is the hurt whisper. Is the hurt whisper. I heard another man talk about this, and, and it, it's so good. The hurt whisper. The hurt whisper. So when the devil comes, let's go back to Genesis. Let's go back to Genesis. Look again. I love pre Genesis three. So. Now I've been preaching for 30 years. I've preached Genesis 3 so many times. And I'm telling you, I've taught it. It's just so much you can get. I mean, it's just pregnant, pregnant with information. So here is the serpent, more subtle. 
So when he comes to your marriage, when he comes to you, he's a spouse. How is he coming? Good morning, sir. Uh, I am the local devil just coming to destroy your marriage. And I'd like a little of your time and attention today. Devil not going to do that, right? He's not doing that. He's not announcing who he is. He's not announcing when he comes. The, uh, uh, verse 1 says, he's more strong than he be for the pill, the serpent one. That's who he came in. So that personifies his own M.O. He's subtle. He's going to come subtle. 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 With subtle suggestions. Subtle thoughts. He's going to do it so good. He's going to it so well. He's going to integrate himself with your thoughts. This is how slick the devil going to be when he comes. He's going to come so slick that you're not even going to know if anybody else in the world is with you. You think you just ran in there with your thoughts. Or you think you just sitting up somewhere drinking a cup of coffee with your thoughts. You didn't even know the devil came in there and pulled up a chair and started talking to you. Now, he has an advantage that we didn't have. She could see and talk to this serpent. She saw the serpent and she talked to him. He could not speak to her any other way because there had not been uh, a father or a man. She was perfectly holy. She was perfectly in union with God and our husband. So there was nothing he had on the inside where he could come and just directly speak to her mind. That's why he had to take the form of a serpent and come to her. So when he comes, she has an advantage that we don't have because she saw when he entered, she heard when he started talking, and she knew she was talking to somebody other than herself. Now, the devil, when he comes to us, because we were born in sin, shaving in iniquity, we're sinful people, we got this problem with our flesh, all the stuff, he comes so subtly that we don't even know he's in the room. And then we start having a conversation, but most of the time we think it's our own thought. So the first thing he starts he start telling this woman, is it God? Did God let me say this? Is this really the word of God? So the first thing he starts is a distrust of God. And this is so important. Right? Just write this down. The first thought is a thought of distrust. Now, you can look at it two ways. The, the, the first, the, one of the thoughts of distrust was between her and the husband, because the husband basically, we assume, told her what God had said. Because when God said it, she wasn't even born yet or created yet or whatever. So her husband related to her what God said. So on one hand, the devil is fostering a distrust of her husband. Is that really how it goes? Is that really what God said? And then secondly, he's fostering a distrust of God. Okay? So he starts whispering. And I don't know if you've been married long enough to have the devil start whispering to you about your spouse. And I'm telling you, you never know it's the devil. Because he, he, he's not going to show up like a serpent. He ain't going to materialize in your building. See, now, I mean, black folks, you should. <laughs> I know we got other races coming And black folks would be out like, we ain't sitting around talking to the devil, right? Don't show up in a black prison house, they don't. We're for sale for any yard all the way out. Typically, some of the other races, you know, Anglos, here they go want to investigate. <laughs> black folks can't investigate <laughs> with a ghost or the devil or whatever show up, right? So, we, we don't have that advantage. <laughs> He's got an advantage. Um, 
And uh, she still fell because she could see in here and know that she was talking to somebody else. But <clears throat> the hurt whisperer, is, is what we call her, he's going to start talking some mess about his spouse. He's going to start talking mess about his spouse. Now, I'm telling you, um, I've visited, we've visited several times in our own marriage, 20-something years and things like that. And all of a sudden, you know, here's your wife, brother. She she doing everything she basically usually do. You, you notice how you can overlook a fall or, or uh, something necessarily you don't quite like, you know. Maybe she snores a little bit when she sleeps on her stomach. I don't know. It's something. But all of a sudden, when the honey whisperer come in, that's all you know he coming in. When he come in, it's like, I can't stand her snoring. Oh, that's just a turn off. Now, she's been snoring since she got married. When he first got married, she thought it was cute. Now, all of a sudden, it's a major problem. I can't sleep in the same bed. I'm sleeping on the couch. All this crazy stuff. Now, and then sometimes over years, because of health issues or whatever things do, I'm just using this as, as an example. But what I'm saying is, man, when that heart whisper come in, when the devil come in and start talking to you, man, ain't nothing your father's doing is right. And, and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then if he lures you into uh, confronting your spouse on it or whatever, or talking to him about it, then the more you talk about it, the bigger it gets, the bigger it gets, the more you hate it, you can't stand it. And all of a sudden, some little thing is like, what's up? Forget it then. Well, forget you. Well, whatever, well, go send your mama. I don't care. What's the devil doing? You laying back, laughing and smiling. Fine. Why are you doing it in the first place? Going back. <clears throat> oh, God. Y'all I mean, of the, of the devil. Because here you show up when that, when that, I'm telling you, when that man of God, you can see it so clearly. The woman, the preacher, the man. That is the trinity on earth. That scares the That's why he fights you. And that's why he's fighting you. So here, here he comes. Here he comes. The heart whisper. And he, he starts talking. To you. I want the spells. And I know it. I, I can sense it now. You know, before I didn't know it. At first I just thought it was me. Now, here's a little trick for you to understand how the devil going to talk to you. When he's talking to you, he's talking to you in first person. Write this down. It took me years to learn this. You're learning this in 30 minutes on a conference call. This will help you so much. He is not talking to you in second person like he did to Eve. He is talking to you in first person. I think over the years, the devil learned how to be slicker with people. You know, this is his first encounter with a human being right here. But over time, he learned some trickier tricks of the trade. And his biggest trick is to talk to you. I, I, I can imagine the day he discovered it and told his demon, look, man, stop talking to these people. <laughs> I can imagine this. Stop talking to people in second person. What's some of them? Because, you know, devils are kind of dumb. They're not smart. They, they're, they're really not. I mean, compared to God and angelic beings and, and even humans, you know, devils, you know, little demons, you know, they're, not, they're not smart. They have explicit intelligence just because they, they don't die. <laughs> All right? Uh, so I just made the same thing. Look, man, look, stop telling these people and say, turn. Well, what's that, what's that, You know, 
Stop talking like you have a conversation with another person. Huh? I thought you told us to talk to the other, talk to them, to tell them stuff to do, and give them suggestions. Yeah, but stop telling them, like, like when you go to Becky, don't say to Becky, hey, Becky, you know you're tired. Hey, Becky, you know you tired of this marriage. Hey, Becky, you ought to go find somebody else. Why not, though? Because, man, they gonna, they might pick up that it's something from the outside suggested to them. The best way to do it is talk, make our statements. Huh? Look, look. Instead of telling Becky, you getting tired, Becky, you need to go out and find somebody else. Talk to her like this. Say, I'm getting tired. I need to go out and find somebody else. Because then they'll never suspect that it was you. They'll think it's them. Boy, I know I'm preaching right now. I know I'm teaching right now. I just dropped an atomic bomb on the devil for your marriage. Because you know it's warfare. Because now you got information. And now I just unleash to you one of his greatest tricks. That, that is how he rolls. That's how he rolls right there. Most of the time when I hear preachers preaching, they preach their own way to second person. You know, the devil's going to tell you, you need to stay home. The devil's going to tell you, blah, 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 whatever. No, that's not what he's going to tell you. He's going to say, I, because he's going to assume your personality and he's going to talk as you. And we got a whole uh, diagnosis in mental health called multiple personalities and, and it's just and stuff. And that's what the devil's doing to people. These are people who are extremely uh, possessed and overtaken by those demonic entities. But each entity talks as I. They don't talk as, um, you know, they differ from the person. We see this shows up with, with Jesus. Jesus talking to the man. The devil says, talk, start talking to the man. We know who you are. We, we, we. By the way, if you ever talk to somebody and they, they start talking in tools, you know they need some deliverance. And if you ain't the one that got the know how to deliver, you go ahead and get some help real quick. We know who you are. <laughs> but that's how he talks. So he starts to whisper. I heard whisper. What is he doing there? Well, he starts talking to you. He starts talking to you. Now, those of you with an inner life, and when I say inner life, you know, there are people who are more outer than inner. You know, extroverts are more outer. Kind of they wear their body feel on their shoulders. I mean, you kind of, you kind of know it because they're going to say it at some point. Um, but, but those of you who are inward, you don't say a lot of stuff, you don't say everything you think, and all that stuff. Um, this can be even a greater challenge for you. It's a challenge for everyone. But if you want to make a personality, it's a greater challenge because you can have all this inner dialogue going on with the devil, and I know it. You keep it, you keep it, you keep it, and he's just making these, these little subtle suggestions. Okay? And, 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 and of course, it, it, in, in this passage, he starts out with trust. Yeah, and God said, basically, you think your husband was right when he told you what God said? And one said, certain, but, yeah, you know, Adam said, you know, we can eat the trees, but the fruit of the garden, he, you know, whatever. And the servant said, that ain't how it go. That ain't how it go. See, see, now, 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 he's talking this to her, her trust of God. Look, 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 for God knows in the day that you eat thereof, your eyes shall be open. You should be God. 
they trying to they trying to keep you down. They trying to hold you down. They trying to hold you back. You know, here's a whisper to the men from the devil about your wife. You know she holding you back, don't you? She holding you back. You know, she's going to budget every month. Y'all ain't gonna never get no help. Y'all ain't gonna never get it. You know. Yeah. This is all inner stuff. Huh? Man. But he's not talking in you, he's talking in us. So here's the next thing. Yeah, I, I made a mistake. I should have never married. Should never married Becky. Should never married Becky. <clears throat> I had a chance to marry Susie. I grew up in college. She was kind of freaky. But, man, I saw her the other day on Facebook. She got a big marriage. Man, I mean, now, now this her face is kicking. She's just so stupid. She can't, man, she, she can't go on the You know? I'm, I'm just getting tired. All in all, it's not even you. It's the devil. He's talking with your voice. <laughs> He's a very trumpet. I saw last night when y'all was loving to in the bed. You didn't have no problems. You want to think about that? She couldn't buy some trampoline last night when y'all was loving to <laughs> She couldn't buy some trampoline. We all was on vacation in our night before last summer. And you want to think about it. The same fault, but here, here's the devil bringing them up. Play it like they're brand new. They've been there. And all of a sudden, now, you know, your marriage is in jeopardy. You never should have married. You made a mistake. You probably should have married this freak from college that looks like she's doing well for me. You don't know. If she, you know, got a pill for what? You know, you just... Yeah, listen to me. This is the devil. This is what he does. He is so merciful at this. And we are so dumb to it. And we fall for it. Over and over and over and over again. And I cannot tell you how many times folk end up in divorce court and it started right there. You know what? I just thought I can't take it no more. That ain't you. That's the devil. If that was your spirit, your spirit, water, water, Holy Spirit, your spirit has the love of God, the love of God is in Oh, Your spirit would have said, I love, love puts up and bears up under anything and everything that comes. If, if that was your spirit talking, your spirit would have said that. But no, the devil talking, I think I can't put up this. I'm just tired of that. You know, we've been going through the same thing so long. I'm just, I'm just sick of it. I'm tired of it. This is not even you. This is what I'm saying. You, you know, <laughs> you thinking it's you and it's not, but it can become you when you accept the suggestion. When you think that that's you talking, you and you identify with what's being said, you own it, and then it does become you. When you speak it out loud, you give life to it, and it does become you. So we got to watch that, man. This is how the devil comes. He is constantly accusing your spouse to you. Go to Revelation 12. I hope I connected the dots. When you had a boyfriend, devil one word. When you live with your husband or living with your boyfriend at the time, you got one word. When you just out there doing your thing as a single person, that was generally wasn't worried. A man when 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 that Wednesday got here and that man that represents God was standing between you and your spouse and he saw that Trinity, oh, heaven got on. Red alone. 
the, the demonic part of him. He, he's like, whoa, wait, 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 wait. We got to slow this down. We got to stop this. So he, he, he developed a plan and a goal to destroy your marriage. And, and look at it like this. But y'all, I'm telling you, this is the real deadly. He wants to destroy your marriage. You are an enemy of the devil. He hates you. He hates that. He hates the marriage unit because it looks like the truth in heaven. It reminds him of heaven. It reminds him of what he got kicked out of. And then when you are a Christian couple, you're actually walking in the authority of heaven. You got power on him. And then you start producing God and kill, kill you and you raise him to be right. Oh, man. He's going to really mess with you. Listen to this. Because then that represents the church. You know, the church is the offspring of the Trinity in heaven. <laughs> Woo! This is powerful stuff. Look at... Um, Revelation 12:10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation, strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of the brother. This is talking about the end, when everything is, you know, we're wrapping up, and, and, you know, Jesus is defeating the enemy and all of that. But it says, Now is come salvation, and strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ. So, when we're walking in the full salvation, strength, and the kingdom of God in our marriage, and the power of Christ, the anointing, the anointed one and his anointing, the accuser of the brother is, is cast down, which accused them before God day and night. The devil will accuse you to your spouse day and night. And accuse your spouse to you day and night. That's his job. That's when you know he's entered in. All of a sudden, what no problem? And, and y'all, these ain't new problems and services. It's the same old form that was there, even somewhere before you got married. You know? Now you married that woman, and she had a little cute mustache on her upper lip. Now all of a sudden, she needs to get it whacked. I don't like that. It ain't sick. Why she got that hand on her lip? <laughs> uh-uh. That's a duck. <laughs> Same stuff you used to laugh at. It was cute. All of a sudden, one day, it just explodes. I don't like it. I ain't never like This is the same thing. You know, the devil does with uh, couples that lead to divorce. Well, how does he talk? Number one, he's not talking in second person. He's not talking as if he's talking to you, and y'all are having a conversation like Eve. He's learned since the encounter in the garden that it's slicker to talk in first person. One of the other say this to you about this spot. I don't love it no more. That wasn't you. That was him. I, I, I just don't love it no more. I just don't love him no more. Just don't love him no more. Now, the clue is, if he can get you to say it out your mouth to somebody else or to, to your spouse, oh, man, he know he, oh, baby. Yeah, yeah, he, 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 this one's going down. It's only a matter of time. So here you are, girlfriend, you know, talking to your closest sister, you know, biological sister or some other sister or whatever, you know, that was going on in our marriage, you know. I just, I just don't, I just don't love him no more. You repeat the words of the devil. It's different than your words. Y'all don't believe me. I can, I can, I can hear y'all don't move like I'm in church. I mean, it's talking to myself. Y'all don't believe me. I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to prove it to you today. Let, let's go, let's go, let's go to Job. Let's go to Job. I'm going to show you this. This is what he does. Some of y'all still not convinced. 
Oh, no, that's my thought. No, it's not. And, and if you don't walk in the word, you can't just say your thoughts from the devil's thoughts. Now, recently I was counseling somebody. <laughs> it's funny, but it ain't funny. So, for 30 minutes, can they go tell me? Yeah, I just, you know, devil, you know, he messed with my hand. I can't stop him. And he's bringing all these crazy thoughts. And I don't know how to stop him. And it's just evil thoughts and religious thoughts and devilish thoughts. And, and he just come in and out. And I just keep seeing him. And I keep visualizing things. And I can't stop it. And I don't know what's going on. 30 minutes. It's happening. <laughs> so then... I proceed to tell them I have a solution, the simple solution, what they need to do. Now, wait, this is what you need to do. You do this, you do that, you do this. Here they go. Stop me. Now, Pastor, I know God told me this. What? Yeah, I have to disagree with you right there, Pastor, because I know God told me this. You don't know nothing. You just told me for 30 minutes. You have no control over your mind. Don't come in now. Right, uh, six, six, six on your brain. You see everything on the wall. You can't. Wait a minute. <laughs> Either you know or you don't know. So how do you know what God's saying and you can't even stop the devil from talking in your head? You don't know who's saying what. And that's why you need to get in the word. When you get in the Word, you identify with the Word. The Word builds you up, and you become strong enough to discern good and evil. Right now, the soul from the spirit. Because the devil's not going to talk to your spirit, he's going to talk to your soul. I just felt that in my spirit. No, you felt it in your soul most of the time. Because when God speaks to you in your spirit, the Bible says, it's a still small voice. There's not much feeling to it. It's a perception. And that's all another message. Let's go to Joe. I just want to prove it to you. In my case, you see, teaching and preaching is proving the word. It's arguing the word. It's arguing with what you know people saying in their head when they ain't said it. I was in the presence this morning, so classic. Over in Mark chapter 2, Jesus got ready to heal his man. Uh, that was paralyzed, he said, uh, your sins are forgiven you first. And then the Pharisees started reasoning in their heart. And the Bible said, Jesus perceived in his spirit. Woo! I'm preach that one day. He perceived it. What they were saying. And he said, what reason ye in your heart? <laughs> he, spoke to, he spoke to what they were saying in their mind, and they hadn't even spoken it out. He knew what was going on in their heart. But I'm going to speak to what's going on in your mind because you ain't saying nothing and you ain't supposed to be saying that right now. Uh, we can give you a minute to say something in a second. Um, but I already know what's in your heart. Is this really, really? Is this what, what that's really saying? Is this really what? Those stupid things that I've been thinking, those things I've been accusing my wife of, my husband of, did those things really come from the devil or what? Okay, let me show it to you. Job chapter 1. All right. Um, so here's the devil, Satan, here's Satan, Satan and God having a conversation. Verse 11, this is Satan. Satan is telling God, put forth your hand now and touch all that he has, and he will curse you to your face. And the Lord said, okay, Satan, all that he has is in your power. All is up, don't touch it. Okay, so what was the devil's plan? The devil's plan was for Job to curse, curse God to his face after he goes through all this calamity that he may have. Whose plan was it? It was the devil. Whose idea was it? It was the devil. Who spoke it first? The devil did. But now let's go on over here. 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 The chapter 2, verse 9. <laughs> so Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. 
Look at verse 5. Look at verse 5. Verse 4. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Give the skin. Yeah, all the man has here give for his life. So basically, the devil did the first round of stuff and couldn't get uh, Job to curse God to his face. But he's mad. He's upset. So he's yelling at God, Skin for skin. So let me touch his body and get him to curse you. Look at verse 5. He said, Put more God, put more. So put forth thy hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse you to say, This is the second time the devil has said it. This is my plan. My plan is to get the devil, to, is to get Job to curse God to his face. My plan is to get Job to curse God. That's his plan. He said it twice. Once in the first chapter, once in the second. Now the devil has plans for you. He has plans for your marriage. Oh, I wish you could understand this. He's organized. Stop exactly happening. He's putting some stuff together. He's setting y'all up in some areas. But look at this. So Satan went forth from the presence of Job. And the Lord said, Satan, he said, well, I'll use your nine years, but save his life. Like, I don't have time to teach you, preach you, I'll preach you so much, but... So he went forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sword with balls from the uh, from the sole of his feet to the crown to his crown. And he took him as his Job, he took him a piece of pottery. He broke a broke a piece of, you know, like a plant uh uh container, you know, like that's kind of pottery, ceramic. He broke it and he just started scraping his skin. He had balls, that, that's how bad he uh, he was up. Balls and pus coming all over his body, from his feet to his head, and he just started scraping the balls. Pus is running out. My God, what a scene. He took a potter and just started scraping himself. He sat down in the ashes. And look at verse 9. Somebody gives life to the words of the devil. Then said his wife unto him. Does that still remain loyal to God? Curse God and die. Now, where did she get those words from? See, those words, she didn't, she didn't come up with that. That wasn't her talking. She didn't originate that. Those words started in a thought in her mind. Where did that thought come from? It came from the devil. And I guarantee you the devil didn't say, Miss Joe, let me introduce myself to you. I'm the uh, friendly neighborhood devil, and I want to come and destroy you and your husband and your marriage. And, and uh, I had this plan that he would curse God's daughter. No, he didn't tell me that. He doesn't say that, Miss Joe. Tell your husband to curse God. He doesn't do that. You know what he said? He said, you know what, I'm just getting tired of this. I'm going to tell Joe. I'm going to tell him. He just always just pray and curse God and die. You know, put him out of his misery. If he die, you know, I can mourn for a little while and I can get another husband. Yeah. Maybe think about myself. I don't know. But here's the devil talking to her. And at some point she owns what the devil said. How do we know she owns it? How do we know she took the part? Oh, this is such a good lesson, boy. I might go out and take myself, give myself an offer myself for this. This is good. I'm going to prove it to you in the scripture. See, I'm, I'm proving in my team what I'm saying. Watch what I'm doing. Let's go to Matthew. <laughs> How do we know she owned the thought? Go to Matthew. Chapter 6, and I'm done. Because my time is up. Boy, I know we're looking up on the devil today. Look at uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Therefore, I say unto you, take no, uh, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, look at verse 31. He says, therefore, take no thought, saying, we just stop right there. Take no thought, saying, 
Let me reveal a couple of things. That thoughts can either be taken or refused. Let me tell you something. Many times the things that you're thinking did not come from you, they did not come from God, that's in you, they did not come from your spirit, they didn't even come from your soul, it's left to itself. Many times the thoughts that you're having are coming from the devil. Many times. They come from the devil. And you gotta, you gotta strengthen your mind. That's what the Bible says. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, all can be taken or left. And here's the proof that a person is taking a thought. He said, that's what taking a thought saying. When you take a thought, you say it. See, the devil came to Job's life with a thought. But as he left it at, at thought level, it will never take it all life. But she took the thought and said, take no thought saying. Boy, this is some powerful stuff. When you take that thought that the devil gave you, you say it. Every time you take the thought the devil is, is dead, you say it. And that's what got you all the audience in trouble. Take no thought, say it. We go, listen, we just found out in Revelation, what is his job? He accuses the brethren day and night. He accuses the brethren. He accuses us before God all day, all night, as the Bible says. That's what he's doing. Why is he accusing us? He's trying to get God to turn on us, to turn his law on us. To stop loving us, to stop blessing us. The same thing he did on his own. That's what he was doing. He was accusing Job to God. He said, God, Job is not loyal to you, God, just to be loyal because you died. He's loyal to you because you blessed him. He's loyal to you because he's healthy. He's loyal to you because you made him rich. He's loyal to you because he has his beautiful wife. He said, Strike all that stuff and then he'll curse you. He's accusing Job. To God. This is what he does. He accuses us all the time. And many times he gets a mouthpiece and a mask because he accuses us through our thoughts. And the very thing he's whispered, he started whispering. He started whispering stuff. You know, she just hurts his feelings. She don't even care about your feelings. She always talking about her feelings. Oh, I did it again, that second person. No, go ahead and say it. She hurts my feelings. She don't care about her. She don't care about my feelings. See, all she care about is herself. She don't care about me. You know, I'm a man. I ain't supposed to have no feelings. But she don't want that for feelings. I'm getting tired. You know what? I'm getting tired. See, when you get, I'm telling you, when you have a thought and then the next thought is, I'm getting tired of this. I ain't gonna put up with this no more. See, that's marriage ending talk. Where does that come from? It comes from hell. It comes from the devil. Why? Why is he against you? Why does he want to destroy you? Because while you're married, you represent the Trinity on earth. This is so powerful. I don't need y'all coming to my poverty world. I know it's powerful. You can't comment on it. I don't know, I know, this is it right here, y'all. I'm telling you. Man, when you, if you get this, if you take this weapon from the devil, he ain't got much love in your marriage. He, he doesn't have much love. Because this is what he does constantly. Constantly interjecting thoughts in first person. Any questions or comments about what we just talked about. 904. Sorry. Questions or comments about what we just talked about?
Regina. Yes. Yeah. Comments. Yes, I. It, you brought so many good points um, while while you were teaching. One of the things that that struck that stuck out the most is when you said, um, you know, when you talked about getting to a point where you where you're you're full of God, you get your 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 spirit so. Uh, your inside so full of God that you can detect um, good from evil, and and I, I found that to be so true. Um, the times when I'm in my life, when I'm meditating on the Word, and when I'm in prayer every day, and I'm obeying God and fasting, and it, it is easy. It becomes easy to detect uh, the 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 devil's thoughts from um what God what God wants and the reason why that's so important is because there there are things that come up you do have to when you're married there are issues that you have to deal with um you know if if your wife is busting the budget every month that that has to be dealt with dealt with that can't happen um if you you know got a husband and um hanging out with the fellows or going to clubs or, you know, you're supposed to be Christians and um, coming home 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, that's a problem that has to be dealt with. Um, if if you're a couple and um, you have children and there are issues going on in the home, um, one parent is trying to deal with it according to how Pop psychology deals with things. The other parent is trying to deal with it according to the word. That's a problem that has to be dealt with. But one of the things that comes into play when you are, when there are things, is the love of God. The love of God always remains intact. And you can separate the person's actions from the person. You know, and like Pastor said, you know, when... um when you're not doing that, you tend to want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know, it's like he said, you know, I can't take this no more. I can't do this no more. Um, just forget it. It's not worth it. And all these kind of, that is, that's, that's straight from hell. But the love of God says, you know, okay, God, how can I do this? In prayer, how can we deal with this? Getting instruction from God. Um, and I know as a woman, one of the things that the devil would do, He'll try to make you, well, see, well, he's not doing this, so, you know, so I'm not going to do this, and I'm going to stop. See, he ain't giving me what I need, so I'm not going to do this. No, that's not the love of God. So one of the things as a tactic against the devil that I always do to make sure that I'm walking in love is all of the things that I do in my marriage out of love, I don't let them stop because there's an issue. I continue to walk in the love of God, and that continues to stir that up. You stir the love of God up. The love of God up so that that's continually projected so you can decipher between good and evil. If the love of God is continually flowing out of you, you can't, you know, you can't um, get sweet and bitter out of the same fountain. So um, we thank God for the, the lesson on this morning. And, um, Amen. You know, take Amen. I, I want to I comment on what you said, too, you know. The, the things you have to deal with, and and see the thing is, when God brings it up, uh, generally it's not a reaction. I, I know that from my own personal. When I'm reacting to something I think she did, that is it, not is not going to be good, and it's not generally God. God would have me deal with it at another time or in a peace time or even here's how you really know it's God when it's preemptive, when it's preventative. When it's preventative. When it's before something is gonna happen and God has, gives you wisdom to talk about it and the plan before you. Um, but when you are emotional and reacting, um Julie, that 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 hurt whisper is coming. 
Uh, and the other thing, like she said, it's going to always result in love when it's God. It's going to always be, oh, your, your focus is going to be on what can I do to help this person, my wife or my husband? How can I help them? It's, the focus will not be on yourself. It'll be on them. Okay, so just remember that. Um, I know she's getting ready to close out in prayer. Uh, let me let me stop the recording. So, uh, are there any other questions or comments on that before we uh, stop the recording? All right. 